All right, it's time. Why I left the fitness industry, why I left Beachbody. And today I'm gonna tell you everything. And I thought I would start with probably the number one question. And I think the question that's going to be able to help you understand like where I am today. And that question continues to be from so many people, especially that originally know me from fitness. Why did you leave the fitness industry? Why did you leave Beachbody? And the quick answer is I am still involved in fitness and I'm still involved with Beachbody, but I have made a decision that I am not going to at this stage. I mean, it could change tomorrow, but at this stage, I've made a decision a few years ago that I'm not going to be doing new consumer workouts. But yeah, I do work out every single day and I still do create workouts and fitness is still a big part of my life. And in fact, even today, I have a fitness infomercial that's on TV and helping millions of people. It's called Pio. But in order to understand why it is I've made a decision not to do any more consumer workout videos, at least today anyways, I think it helps to understand like how I got here in the first place. So grab a cup of tea or an energy drink or whatever it is that you need because I'm going to like tell you everything. So first of all, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I grew up in Michigan and my parents were entrepreneurs. We didn't have a lot of money because my dad's businesses were always like, you know, doing well and then failing, doing well and then failing. And I learned through that process that like, oh, doing lots of different things is cool and exciting and fun. And that's how you become successful is by trying things. And so that's what I learned as a kid is to just try different things. And my parents instilled in me some really great money mindset lessons like they would never say we can't afford that or we don't have the money to do that they would say if that's something you want to do then you've got to figure out a way to pay for it and i would be creatively trying to find ways to make money that i started doing that as a really young kid so by the time i was age 15 i had enough money saved up to buy a car i bought a used vehicle and i bought that vehicle with the intention of fixing it up and selling it so that I could make enough money to buy a vehicle that I would actually want to drive. So the very first vehicle that I bought, I bought from the state of Michigan. I bought it from a state auction. It was an orange El Camino and I had just enough money to buy that vehicle and then have it painted for $99, had it painted black and I made some money when I resold it. And that was like, wow, I'm like a kid. I'm a freaking kid. And I just figured out how to make like a lot of money. I'm going to do this again. And then I started really getting into cars and realizing like, this is kind of fun. Like you can figure out the value of a car and you can figure out like how to just fix it up cosmetically and sell it maybe in another city or just hang on to it for a little while and, and make more money from it. And I did that continually, you know, a couple of times until I had enough money eventually by the time I graduated from high school to pay for my first year of college at Michigan State. And that's what I did. So I went to Michigan State University, paid for it all myself, which I'm so proud to say. And I highly recommend you getting your kids involved in something today that helps them to have the confidence to know that they can make money on their own. They can. They totally can. And today it's a thousand times easier than when I did it back in the dinosaur days when there was no Internet. And so that's what I did when I was at Michigan State to put myself through college. I was still flipping cars. And I was working as a paralegal and I was working as a Coors Light girl and I was working as a hostess 
and I was selling Cutco knives door to door. Like I was doing all the things, you know, you kind of have to do that when you are putting yourself through school and you want to look like, I, I like nice clothes. I liked the fact that if I hustled hard, I could make money. And I got really good at business and marketing. Like selling cars really taught me how to sell. It taught me how to market. It taught me pricing. It taught me like so much. And all of these experiences taught me a lot about business and marketing. And so I was always like starting like these creative new little businesses. And my very first business was called the All Michigan Auto Swap Meet that I started at age 20 in Lansing, Michigan. And I bought a piece of land from the state. I shouldn't say I bought, I rented at least a piece of land from the state. And then the first Saturday of every month, private sellers could bring their vehicles there to sell their vehicles. And then people who wanted to buy a vehicle from a private owner, not from a dealer, would show up at that same day. I advertised it. I got a small percentage of the vehicle if it was sold that day. And it was a nice little business and it afforded me a cool little income while I was going to school. Fast forward, I graduate from Michigan State, moved to California. I'm taking the LSAT so I can get a better score to go to law school. I'm working as full-time as a paralegal. I'm working as a personal trainer before and after work. And I'm also teaching fitness classes. And on top of that, because I already knew that I'd figured out a way to make money and I was about to get married and have kids and I knew like I wanted to be able to work from home. I didn't want to have to work for someone else. I wanted to be an entrepreneur like my parents. So I'm like, I want to teach other women how to do this. Like so many people would ask me, like, how did you figure that out? Like, you're so young. How did you do that? And I'm like, this is an opportunity. I want to teach other women how to do this. And if I can build this business where I'm teaching women business and marketing before I even have a baby, this would be awesome. So I started, you know, trying to develop that business and I would rent hotel rooms, conference rooms at hotels, and I would make flyers and I would try to advertise it that way. I think, oh yeah, I ran some ads in like local magazines and I spent a fortune on it and it just was a complete bust. Like six people would show up and five of them were my friends. So it was a complete failure, but I kept trying and trying and trying because that was the thing I was the most passionate about. Yes, I was teaching fitness classes. Yes, I was doing personal training and I liked it and I was passionate about it, but it wasn't the thing that I felt like I was the best at. I always kind of felt like I'm not that great at fitness. I'm not that tall. I'm not that lean. I'm not that muscular. I don't know that much. Like I just have fun. So I'm trying to make this work, but I'm also teaching fitness and I'm loving fitness. I'm also trying to make all these things work. And all I know is the only thing that's working is me like 80 hours a week. Cause I mean, think about what I've just described. I'm a paralegal full time. I'm doing personal training classes before and after work. I've got this fitness classes that I'm also teaching like late nights, sometimes early mornings. And on top of that, I'm trying to make these trainings, these workshops pop and none of it's working. I'm working 80 hours a week. We're going further and further into debt. And then a mentor, here's the moment. A mentor said, well, you're never going to be successful until you pick one thing. You've got to pick one thing and don't necessarily pick the thing that you're most passionate about. Pick the thing that you're, you're interested in and there's an opportunity. And you know, the funny thing is at that time, Every other fitness instructor was asking me, like, can I get your music? Can you write down your choreography notes? Like your workout, that kickboxing workout was amazing. Can I get that from you? And so I kept giving it to people. And then I started charging people for the music and charging people for the choreography notes. And I'm like, this is the thing. Because all these fitness people 
love teaching fitness, but they weren't making any money at it. We like back then in the day, we were getting paid like nine bucks an hour and you'd spend like two hours making up your routines and trying to put together music. And then you'd buy an outfit, then you'd drive to the gym to teach your workout. And then you would, you know, spend 30 minutes before class and then teach an hour long class and then 30 minutes after class. And you're getting paid $9. Like it was a losing proposition all the way around. So I saw this opportunity where I could allow people to just do what they do best. Like they could just bring out their personality and I would put the music and the choreography together. And that was the opportunity. I decided to exclusively focus on that. I put everything else aside. Now hear me clearly. I knew at some point I would go back to those other interests. And the reason why I tell you that is because maybe you're wondering what is your thing? What is the thing that you're supposed, like maybe you're meant to have a business of your own someday. And I think so many people think it needs to be the thing that they're the most passionate about or the thing that they're going to be remembered forever for or the thing that they're the best at. And you know what? I just say, pick the thing where there's the best opportunity right now and you're interested in it and do it because you can change your mind later. That's what I'm getting to. So the first program I created was called Turbo Kick. And this is like 1997, I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably 97. And I start teaching it in little fitness clubs here in Southern California. It starts getting really popular. I'm selling these workout programs. I'm selling the music and the choreography. And we realized like this is a business. And within probably two years, it turned into a million dollar business. We were certifying other instructors. I looked at the jazzercise model and you know how they were creating these workouts that came out like every month or so and that they were certifying instructors in their format. And that's what I did. I created a model very very much based on that jazzercise model. And the company was called Powder Blue Productions. And we eventually had our programs were in, I think, 70 different countries. We had like 65,000, I don't remember how many thousands of instructors who were certified to teach this workout. And then eventually that developed into like its own like tribe, cult, like people didn't know me, but like everyone knew their turbo instructor. Right. And so like they all built their own communities and it was so fun and the music was insane. And it was like rap music and hip hop and techno and just the best music, like bass, like such great music. And I learned to mix all the music on my desktop and I, I learned how to choreograph and make the music match the movements. And I would add sound effects and we learned how to license all the music. And then eventually we created other programs like hip hop hustle, which was like turbo kick, but a hip hop version of that. And then eventually I created Pio and we were really successful and super busy. And now we had two children and we realized like our lives are getting out of control. Like it was so much work. It was so much work. And a lot of that because I tried to do too much myself. I just, at that stage in my entrepreneurship, I didn't yet know how to delegate. And it was about that time that my workout caught the attention of infomercial companies. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, we'd built a multi-million dollar business before infomercials ever came along. And then when the infomercials came along, that was like, we kept our business going and the infomercial. So now I was creating all these workouts for consumers and working as almost like an employee for another company and then running this business with all of this huge staff and tens of thousands of customers and then and now millions of fans who you know had to do appearances and it was a freaking lot and so Beachbody came to us and actually a few companies came to us wanting to buy Powder Blue Productions. It was an obvious fit for us to sell that and to partner with Beachbody 
It would make sense for us to have sold it to a competitor, right? Because now I had programs on TV, Turbo Fire, Shaleen Extreme at that time, Turbo Jam. And these were number one infomercials, many of them, not all, but some of them were number one infomercials. So we're, we're selling tens of millions of exercise DVDs. And all the while, don't forget that I never once felt like I belonged in fitness. That's the truth. I always felt like an imposter. Always. I always felt like you are not pretty enough. You are not tall enough. You are not fit enough. People are looking at you and thinking, who do you think you are? Every single video I did, that was my cognition. That was my thought process. And I'm a really confident person. I don't care what people think about me. But once I got into consumer videos, man, that took a toll on my confidence. A little bit because of like, you know, you just like when you have millions of people watching a video, you know, there's a whole lot of people who love to comment about everything, your body, your voice, your workouts, everything. So that's hard in and of itself. But then the industry in and of itself just took a toll on me. And what I'm about to tell you, please know this has nothing to do with the people who are involved. This is about me. This is my own stuff. This is how I interpreted the experience, but it eventually became really unhealthy for me. And, you know, sometimes there would be like a cameraman who would be like, oh, hey, you might want to, you know, pull your elastic up a little bit on that side. You're, you've got like a fat roll coming out or, oh, you might want to, you know, change your angle a little bit because we're seeing your skin crinkle or someone commenting like, you know, I think your video series would do a lot better if in the next one you were leaner and you hear something like that and you're like, okay, I'm already exercising my ass off. At this point now, I was exercising like, because I have a normal body. I'm a normal girl. Like I'm not a freak of nature. And it's really hard for me to get super lean. And so in order for me to do that, I had to continually, because I didn't want to go on a diet. So I just would exercise more and more and more. So now we're talking, I was exercising like three and four hours a day in, just to try to maintain. Because here's the deal. The more you exercise and the more you deprive yourself, the slower your metabolism gets. So it's just this downward cycle where you're just like, you're working harder just to maintain. And you can't take any time off of that because your metabolism is so screwed up and your adrenal glands are completely blown out of whack. And it's just this horrible cycle. And then you start feeling depleted. And, and so what did I start compromising? My sleep. Because I'm like, okay, I'm running these businesses and I'm trying to build something here. I'm trying to take care of my staff. I'm trying to take care of my team. I'm trying to motivate them. I'm trying to connect with these consumers. I'm trying to create new workouts and I'm trying to stay fit. And I'm trying to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I, I want to be present for my kids. So if I'm going to be present for my kids and I better wake up at 4 a.m. and I better get my, like at least two of my workouts in legit before 7 a.m. So I'm going to have to wake up at 4, 4.30. And then I'm going to have to, you know, be present for my kids during the day and my husband and be the perfect wife and be there emotionally and intimately and do all the things. And, and then I'll have to go to work at night. I'm going to have to go to, to work, you know, when the kids go down, like at nine o'clock at night. So then I would work until like midnight or 1 a.m. and then wake up at 4.30. And what I just described is a prescription for early death. And that's what was happening. Like my health started to fail and I have 
ADHD, by the way. But I didn't realize it until age 45 because of the lifestyle that I was living. Well, it certainly isn't optimal for brain health. If you want to take care of brain health, you have to do the opposite of everything I was doing. I wasn't eating real food. I was at this stage. Now I was living, sustaining myself off of, you know, the pre-workouts and the post-workout drinks and the energy bars and the protein shakes. I was afraid of real food because how would I eat real food if I was supposed to be eating all these like processed shakes and powders and bars and like, I didn't know how to eat real food and I didn't have time to eat real food because I was always going to another workout. I didn't want to feel full. It was crazy. And you don't realize it while you're in it because everyone around you is doing it. Everyone around me was doing the same thing. They're all drinking protein shakes and, and doing five workouts and living in their workout wear and sleeping very little and waking up super early. And, and we were all just doing it. And I was telling people what I was doing. I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, come on, everybody, wake up early. Get your workout done before 5 a.m. Like, come on, you can sleep when you're dead. Little did I realize I was destroying myself. And at about that moment, my husband got a call from a producer of the next series of fitness videos I was going to do. And that person, again, don't even try to figure out who it was because it doesn't matter. It could have been anybody. That person said to my husband, you know, I don't know how you need to say this to your wife, but I think her next series would do a lot better if she could get leaner. Quick story. So as you probably know, my father-in-law is living with us right now. And one of his favorite things to do is to greet the Amazon delivery man 20 times a day and deliver my packages, like hand deliver them to me. And today he was super excited to bring me this little square package. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. I didn't order anything, I don't think, from Organifi. And I opened it up and lo and behold, what they shipped to me was something that felt like a total gift. I love Organifi Gold. It's this creamy, delicious, it's hard to kind of describe the taste of it, but it's kind of like a hot chocolate, kind of tastes like a hot chocolate, but not like your traditional hot chocolate because it's made from medicinal mushrooms and herbs, but it helps me to sleep at night and it also helps me to curb my sweet tooth. It's got less than a gram of sugar. And I love this product, but the reason why this was such a cool thing is because they've just come out with these individual packs, which make it super simple to travel with. You're gonna love Organifi Gold. In fact, what you're gonna love is all the Organifi products. It's not just gold, even though that's my nighttime go-to, I drink Organifi Pure in my water bottle every single day and Organifi Immunity. I mix those two. The Pure is wonderful because it's got 11 superfoods. It's 100% organic and clinically proven to boost BDNF. That's brain-derived neurotropic factor. If you are easily distracted, if you have brain fog, if you have ADHD, if you have any cognitive difficulties, you definitely want to start with Pure. It makes a big difference. Organifi Immunity is, as you might expect, designed to bolster your immune system. And I am so proud to have them as a show sponsor. The cool news, you get 20% off all of their products when you use code Chalene. Again, it's Organifi, and I'm going to spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Chalene. That's Organifi.com forward slash Chalene, and you get 20% off. Now, at that point, I weighed 115 pounds, 114 pounds, and I was miserable. And when he told me that, I felt like I was standing 
naked in front of a room full of strangers. I felt found out. Remember I told you I had this imposter syndrome that like at any moment someone was going to say like, what are you doing here? I felt like everyone had been whispering that all along and it finally just got back to me. What are you doing here? You're not lean enough. My first reaction, aside from just like sheer humiliation and embarrassment, and then I got mad. And then I decided that the way I would get back and handle it would be to drop more weight, which I didn't know how to do. I did not know how to lose weight. I've never lost like more than like two or three, I swear to God. I've always kind of been about the same weight, like maybe lose a pound or so, like literally. I did not know how to do that. So I decided, well, the only thing I know how to do is to exercise more and try eating less. (laughs) And that's what I did. I just cut way back, cut way back the small amount of like processed health food I was eating and exercised even more. I now know that's, you know, orthorexia for sure. Borderline anorexia, maybe, maybe. And man, was I miserable. Like I felt like I was going to die. But let's see, I lost uh, probably about six to eight pounds, I think. And I'm 5'2". So that looks like 25 pounds on an average person. And I was like, all my muscle was gone. All my energy was gone. My hair was falling out. I could not think straight. My brain was not functioning. I was so irritable. I was so annoyed. My nerve endings felt like they were like on the edge of my skin. Like everyone bugged me. Everything set me off. I was emotional, but I just had to get through to that filming, right? Like I had to get to that filming, get to that workout series. And no, it wasn't Pio. No, I mean, it was a a very small series. Most people probably haven't even seen it. So you probably haven't even seen me. And when I showed up on set, here's the confusing thing is everyone told me, you look amazing. <gasps> what are you doing? What girl? You look amazing. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. Body goals. Oh my, your abs. You have never looked better. It is so confusing to know that what you're doing is unhealthy and damaging and probably killing you. And it's not also sustainable and have everyone compliment you. Can you imagine if you were a drug addict and people saw you strung out and people said, you look amazing. Like it's really kind of no different. It's just, we're conditioned. I don't blame anyone because we're conditioned. When we see someone who's lost weight, I've caught myself doing it where you just go, oh, you look great. Like it's, we're just so, it's such a habitual response and we've got to stop doing that because you just never know. And that got so confusing because my goal was, I'm just going to lose this weight for the series. And then I I can't maintain this. Obviously, then I'm going to go back to like what the craziness I was doing before. And I got to the workout series, but then after I finished it, it was so confusing. Like I just didn't know what, like, do I continue? I can't continue doing this. Like I'm going to die if I keep doing this. And it's, my personality is off. Everything's off. And it was about that time I went and had my brain scanned. And that was my wake-up call. I went and had my brain scanned at the Amen Clinic. And they just said, we know who you are. And we know what you do. Please don't take this the wrong way. But you're not healthy. Like, we're looking at your nutrition labs. You're deficient in everything. And your brain 
is showing the signs of cognitive decline and you have ADHD, really severe ADHD, you need to make a change. And there's this toxicity in your brain, which eventually we figured out was from sleep deprivation. And, you know, rarely do does a life-changing decision happen on one day, but I would say my life-changing decision happened that day. It was that day that I realized I had this gift, this incredible opportunity. I had was so fortunate to have this platform of people who trusted me, who believed in me. And it wasn't I was intentionally misleading anyone, but I just didn't know. I didn't know the first thing about health and fitness. I ended up there by accident because I understood business and marketing, but I never took the time to understand what health and fitness really was. I thought it was a look because that was the industry that I was in. I was in an industry that said, if you're leaner, if your body fat is so low that we can see your spleen, then you're going to sell more videos. And I thought that's what I needed to do. That's what I needed to be. And I thought it was normal. And it was that day that I realized like, I need to figure out what the heck health is. I was very honest with you. And I said, guys, I'm taking a break and I'm going to figure out why I'm unhealthy and what I did. And I'm going to document the process and I'm going to tell you what I did. And I'm no longer going to lead you astray. And I'm going to tell you that everything that I've done up to this point, I've just listened to what other people were doing too. And I had never done my research. And and it took me about three years to really reverse all of the damage that I had done, to figure out how to repair my brain, to figure out how to eat, how to eat the right nutrients, to figure out like what my body needed, to understand like it's a mental addiction. When you feel like you need to work out for three hours a day, like that is a mental addiction. That's orthorexia. And that was a hard habit to break. I had to break the habit of waking up or led all these things, all that while I was doing that. And I stepped away from fitness, you know, people were very angry with me that you know, were accusing me of holding out for more money and accusing me of, oh, maybe she got fired. Maybe they got rid of her because she's old, you know, like all these dumb things where I'm like, no, it, no, it was a mutual decision. It was my decision. And I want to thank every single person who was a part of that journey and who poured into me. The people at Beachbody were amazing. Lara Ross and Heather Church and Andrea, like there's so many amazing people who poured into me and I love you guys. And, and the coaches, the coaches were phenomenal, but it really helped me. Like that was an eye-opening experience that led me to realize that the thing I always wanted to do, I need to do. And that was teach other people how to take their thing, your message, your purpose, your passion, and share it with the world. I know how to do that. I've done it with so many things. I did it with automobiles. I did it with fitness. I did it with consumer workouts. I did it with push journals. I've done it with other health programs. I've done it with marketing now, and I've done it with the New York Times bestselling book, and then ultimately how to use a daily planner. And, and so I've created all of these things, not because I'm great at fitness. I'm not. I'm great at teaching. And I think that's why I was successful at fitness because I was a good teacher. But I'm really, I believe that God put me on this planet to teach people how to take their message, their passion, and to help the world with it and profit in the process. That's what I wanted to do from the beginning. It's funny how things happen full circle. And so that was a moment for me to recognize this is the time and I'm going to make this shift. And I know some people are still still every single day. Thank you so much. Cause it's so flattering to get messages from people that saying, please make another fitness workout. But I want to tell you this, 
there's so many good people out there, you guys. Like, talk about an industry that is saturated with amazing talent, with amazing bodies, amazing teachers, amazingly talented people, so many different varieties of workouts from boxing to dance to cycling to strength training to boot camps to jumping rope to trampoline, like so many different types of workouts. There's a million workouts. You don't need me. That was not what I God shaped me to do. God shaped me to help pull out of you that passion, that thing that you were meant to share with the world. Like your purpose is his purpose. I truly believe that. And I know this is what I was shaped to do. And to be honest, it's what gets me so excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest with you and tell you, it never got me that excited when people would come up to me and be like, hey, do you know I lost 40 pounds with your workout? Because I never felt like that. I didn't do that. You did that. So that never felt like a compliment that I could accept because it's like you, you did the work because a whole millions of people bought those workouts and they haven't even opened them. You did all the work. That compliment is deserved to you. You know, and when people would say like, oh man, you know, just like all the compliments about the workouts, I love that. But there are people out there who are better. And there are people out there who are meant to do this. And God bless them. But it doesn't set me on fire to know that you've lost 10 pounds. And don't take this the wrong way, but I don't care what your body fat is. I don't. I also don't care if you skip your workout today. I want you to be healthy. I want you to figure that out, but most of all, I want you to know that God put you on this planet for a purpose, and you just need to understand how to bring that out to the world, how to share your message with the world, how to package it, how to market it, and I freaking love that, and it's what I was built to do. It's what I was meant to do, and all of this happened for a reason. So that's where I'm at today. For the last 11 years, last 10 years, if you look at my social media, I haven't randomly do I post fitness because I don't want to bait and switch anyone. I want people to know who I'm trying to help and who I'm trying to attract are people who want a happier, healthier life and they want to build a business. They want to create something of their own. They want to step into their purpose. Those are the people I want to help. And specifically, I love helping people who are easily distracted like yours truly. If you have ADHD, we are already best friends because I want you to know it is a superpower. Then you can embrace it and you guys make the best entrepreneurs. And so... So I'm still very much involved in fitness. I still love fitness. Fitness is still part of my every day, but it's not what sets me on fire. It's not what I believe God shaped me to do. It was a season. But the thing that sets me on fire today is helping you. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Gosh, if you're still listening, wow. I really appreciate the time you spent here with me. I hope that you'll subscribe and leave me a comment. Let me know what you'd like to hear next. I'd love to have this really be a place where I can pour into you and I can help you discover your thing and I can help you embrace, if you're easily distracted, embrace that side of you because I'm telling you it is a superpower when it comes to being an entrepreneur and I'm just super grateful you're here. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.